and this is my Slovak experience. Welcome everyone. Thank you for getting along with me in this Slovak experience journey. Today's guest is Diego Loyola. Diego has been living in Slovakia since 2010. He is coming from Ecuador, so from the other part of the Atlantic. And I think that if you are a foreigner living in Bratislava, you probably already had the chance to meet him, read one of his blog posts, or at least hear his name somewhere. He's a very famous foreigner that in the last years he's been welcoming foreigners to Slovakia, organizing many kinds of meetings, events, and even travel suggestions to make them enjoy the Slovak experience. So it's without further delays that I will leave you with Diego Loyola. Enjoy. Diego, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, uh, to bring something about you being living in Slovakia. So, I know that you you are uh, from Ecuador, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Tell me, tell me something about when you and Slovakia. So, wh- why Slovakia and when did you come here? Mm, okay. So, it was about... Uh, even that was small kind of like a adventure now. Uh, I was living and working in the United States. And at that time, I met my what is my who is my wife now, and she's Slovak. Mm-hmm. You know? So that was in about I don't know 2005. And then after a while, she was working there. I was working there. After some few years, then we sort of decided, okay, we have traveled enough. We like to travel a little bit. We saw enough of the United States. She loved Ecuador. She wanted to see Ecuador. So we're like, okay. Um, I asked my company. You know, I was working for a healthcare company at that time also as a developer, programmer. And they were saying, well, you know, now you can work from home. And I said, uh, home here or home, home, Ecuador? And they were, ah, we don't care as long as you get the work done. <laughs> so that was pretty nice. So eventually we moved and we actually lived in Ecuador for three years. No. Yeah, eventually the company also, the crisis, 2008 came and all that. They had to cut corners. So yeah, uh, the job was over. And then it, then I, we came to the realization, it's like, do I want, like, um, I don't know much if you've been to South America or in the countries, but it's, it's not, I always say it's nice to visit. As a tourist, you will love it. You, mm-hmm. you go, everybody should go visit. But when it comes down to when I live there, to work there, salaries can be tough and, and really just like the way people do go about their jobs and, and getting things done can be a little bit frustrating. So it was kind of, do I want to, do I want to find a job and work here or what do we do? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was it. Then we decided, okay, let's give also Slovakia a try for one year and see how it goes. And that was eight years ago. <laughs> so one it was year. mostly driven by need of you to find a job somewhere and you said, okay, maybe Slovakia is a good opportunity. Yeah. But at the same time that you somehow wanted to, to leave your country, right? That, that mm. was an interest. I don't even know. I it, it was a while ago. I, I, the way the way personality is and all that. I get used to everywhere. I, mean, I was I was fine working in in the states. I was fine also living in Ecuador. And then, like I said, it was it was other things too. I mean, her her parents, the health of her parents were kind of declining. Yeah. So she always felt like being home closer. 
So this is why, you know, it's a couple of things, and we were like, okay, let's give it a try. Why not? Okay. At that time, we didn't have kids yet, so okay, you know, it was a good time to do it. And, and have you ever been to Slovakia before that time? I came once in 2007, just for a couple of months, so I kind of knew it. But then in 2010, that's when we moved. Yeah. So going back to 2007, what were your first impressions? I really liked it. The, I don't know. Uh, it was pretty funny. I didn't want to have um, preconceptions about the country. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, I never heard of it. Uh, what everybody always says is Czechoslovakia, right? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody was even knowing about the separation yet, at least in South America. Like, where is Slovakia? I don't know where it is, you know, crazy. So it's still the the, the, the main books with maps of the world. Yeah, had the old one and all that. You say Czechoslovakia, they were like, oh, okay, okay. And yeah, that's where I can people see learned. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And, um, no, so I, I came with no expectations. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to research whatever. I'll just come in and see how it is. But... I've always been inclined to, for some reason, I, I like more the this kind of history, the Eastern Europe and mm -hmm. Central Europe history rather than Western. Don't know why. Like, maybe because, you know, it's, in life, it's like a lot of times you like things or you're attracted to things. Something is interesting to you because you, you, you don't have it, mm -hmm. you know. Like, for me, it was like, Okay, South America, we knew about, like, you know, uh, the Che Guevara and all the liberations, and, and there's so much of it, too, even in Ecuador, about that, that ideology and all that. So, interesting, okay. But we never really saw how communism was. You know, we heard about it. Mm -hmm. We heard about the, the world wars and all that, but, you know, completely different for us. And, and for us, what, what is old? Old is something that is 100 years old, 150 years old. It's so old. And then you come here and it's like, come on, you know, thousands of years. So that, that, I was very attracted to those things, you know, and, and, and here in the history. And it was like, it was crazy. When I came here, it was, man, I, I probably slept like three hours and I immediately just, let's go outside. I want to see the buildings. I want to see this. I want to see that. What is this? Oh, wow, you guys have buffets, buffets everywhere. Oh, I can't believe you guys eat everywhere like that, like, you know. <laughs> and then she told me Buffet is, like, just a regular store. I'm like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I was taking pictures everywhere. But I really liked it. It was just, for me, you know, it's like a completely different world. And even these ugly buildings that are just decaying because they're communist style. But yeah. for me, that was like, wow, that's nice. That's neat. And also from a climate perspective, like you, you are from Ecuador, so I yeah, guess but I, I lived in the states for about ten there. years. You know, okay, so living you in the know. states for ten years, so I knew about this. I, I was fine. I still don't like winter, but nothing like oh, here's the snow. Oh, cool. I, no, 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 no. Uh, first year, yeah, but then after that, nah, I don't like winter. That's the only thing. Then the other, the other, the other seasons are fine. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Like I said, we came here, that was the first year, and I really, really liked it. I mean, um, I, I, I have to be like one of the few persons that I know, but I don't know, maybe it's because, like I said, the, I had no expectations, I really liked the history of it, but I feel that here in Bratislava you have everything, everything that you could need, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when it comes to, uh, I know. <laughs> You know, when I first came, I was so, oh, my God, guys, it, you have everything there is here. And then I would have so many people contradicting me and saying, no, you're crazy. Oh, it's blah, blah, blah. And yes, I don't know. Right now, it's so contradicting. It's, uh, some people are right. Some people are not. But it depends on your state of life. You know, it depends how you come to Slovakia. 
I came here. I, I was married already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like to be social. I like to meet people. So, And I really like nature. So, come on. Um, when I moved here, I was really close to Shalesna anyway, living right across from Patronka. Mm-hmm. So, imagine every day I get to go with my bicycle up to the to the forest yeah. every day. You know, it's like amazing. Uh, summer comes along and and here you have lakes that you can go swim. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit dirty, whatever, but... In Ecuador, no such. That you're crazy. Who, who ever goes to a lake to swim? Like uh, it's just unheard of, you know. So imagine why that because you can't. It's just so dirty. In it's just extremely ah. dirty. People throw garbage on it. It's unkept and all that, you know. So so like even the condition of the nature are yeah much better. Exactly. Okay. Here, I mean, you have trails. You have trails that uh, okay. It, it's it's so many stories at once, but like you see. If you compare Slovakia compared to to Germany, mm-hmm. of course, so many drawbacks. Oh, there are so many problems, so many issues, blah, blah, blah. The roads, yeah. the kept. But if you compare Slovakia to, like, my country, mm-hmm. then it's nice. You know, like, there's so many more uh, nice things, um, advantages, let's say, you know. Come on. Shelesna uh, has so many trails, created mm-hmm. trails. You can go on and on uh, for whole days in... I... I I know it by hand, really. I know, I, I think I tried every single trail to from here to, now, yeah, 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 to be really crazy. But, ima- and then when you go to like Ecuador and you see the Andes, the mountains, and you're like, wow, it's so beautiful. Okay, and I'll try walk it. There are no trails there. It's mostly private land. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get yelled at, you know, don't cross, don't go this. So it's like, it's nice to see, but you cannot really have access to it. It's, okay. That's, that's a big difference. Same. There may be beautiful lakes, but they're unkept. So, in any case, again, uh, so I really liked it. I, I oh man, I loved it here. I love it here still, and it's just like that. You can go biking. You can you can do any kind of sports, mm-hmm. running. There are so many activities. They create all these running races. You can go swimming now. Even you have the Magio Plage, the beach. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a beach. You have some sand, <laughs> but there's so many nice things to do and. And um, I don't know. It's like uh, also the main thing. It's it's a small city. Yeah, you know, half it's a million, true. and so this human dimension. Yeah, that, uh, you know, it's so many. It was just so many nice things that came to that I really really enjoy. You know, and and coming from that point, it's that then I started. Um, you know, I. I I like to be to think that I'm a kind of person that, you know, if there's a problem or if there's something like there's a challenge or, or a complication, then we, we you have to do something about it, not just complain, you know, not just say, oh, you know, it's something happens and, uh, you know, like if I don't like my job, if if the pay wasn't so good, well, I can work on my CV and look for another job, you know, or, yeah. or if, if it's raining, then, you know, I'll put on a jacket. So or, what was your first challenge when you came in 2010 and started, decided to start living here? Uh, challenges, uh, you know, so many, I can't really remember much. Uh, I came, I came at the end of the fall, so it was trying to getting cold a little bit and, uh, uh, I mean, I think as always, the language. The language has to be the biggest problem. Uh, everybody tells you, "Oh, don't worry." Everybody speaks English. No, they don't. <laughs> you know, if they're under thirty, yes, you're. It's very likely they do. But if they're older than that, or if you go away from Bratislava, you need your Slovak. You know, you need to know uh, some Slovak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. 
Like, uh, and, and how how is your Slovak guys? So you uh, my first year, I was uh, honestly I was kind of lazy because yeah. my wife was doing all the translation for me until she got tired of it, <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, "No, you have to learn it." So after one year, then I I started taking some classes and all that. Uh, now I I continually take it. I take to once a week. I have some classes, but. I'm still lazy, you know. I still watch uh, everything I watch is in English. Uh, with my kids, I speak Spanish to them. With my wife, speaking English. So I should be practicing more. So you have like three languages in the family. Yeah, going yeah. around. Yeah, uh, exactly. But okay. and also in the in in your work, what's the language? Uh, well, my team they're all they're all Slovaks, mm-hmm. but uh, working all that is done in English. You know, so I understand what they're saying, but it's very technical software and all and I don't know a lot of those words in Slovak so so everybody mostly mixes a bit of English technical words yeah. and Slovak exactly. discourse okay yeah. but I mean even right now hold on I I worked in in my floor at Siemens I'm the only foreigner okay <laughs> you know Which is kind of like interesting because of all the big companies, IBM, Dell, and all that. You just there are so many foreigners working, right? But it was very surprising for Siemens. No, it was just just recent in the past, maybe two years. There's been a couple more uh, foreigners working there, but it's mostly just Slovak, which was very. I mean, you can imagine when you go back to when you go to work when you start working, and they're like, uh, yeah, it's an international company. So your assuming communication should be in English. And they're like, yeah, 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 you know, we speak English, no problems. And then all the emails, HR and all that is in Slovak. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> sorry, but I can't understand it. Uh, and uh, Siemens had a policy at that time not to use Google Translate. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, you couldn't access it. So that was very fun. That was, that was a nice challenge. Now it's open, now it's fine, but... So, yeah, I was forced to learn more Slovak like that. And how did you find your colleagues in this, like, more uh, com- collaborative and translating and so on? Yeah, but yeah, they're fine. I mean, yeah, nothing, nothing major with them. It's uh, like, you know, I live my life. I still have so many other ventures, projects, ideas that I don't really have much time to socialize with colleagues, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, you were... Uh, working in Siemens when you came here? No, 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 no. I when I came here, really, like I came here with two suitcases, and that was like, uh, we will see what happens. Yeah. And what did you do? Yeah, yeah. Just start applying for jobs. Then I got into a startup company, and we were working there for about three years. Then the company wanted to move to Berlin. They offered me a job in Berlin with them and all that, and I was like, uh, sorry, I like Slovakia too much. <laughs> yeah. I know it's crazy for some because yeah, obviously even the salary would have been much higher and all that. But I was like, no, sorry guys, if you're leaving, have fun. So then that that company ended, and that's when I got hired here for Siemens. Mm-hmm. So it's still 2010, right? Or 2000? It was 2010 to 2014 that I worked in the startup, and then from okay, 2014 so to now it's Siemens. Yeah. So it's like four years for you in, in Siemens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what, nice. And what are you doing? Uh, right now I work as a, well, it's also, well, I went from team leader, now I'm a project leader. So uh, basically I have a small team, it, was, uh, it, uh, it deals with software, we deal with software for buildings, you know, making making the building smarter, mm-hmm. we like to say, uh, saving energy uh, or, or fire extinguishers and all that stuff. Anyway, 
Um, one part of this is with my project, and basically at first I started just managing the team here in Bratislava, but then later on I was also given the uh, the responsibility as a project leader to to uh, lead the whole project, having um, the customer, let's say, other Siemens companies in Switzerland. Okay. So that's where I'm at right now. But the project is ending soon, so I'm probably, they told me now I will be moving as a product, project, you know, PO project owner mm-hmm. so another step now leading from, another project from your daily uh, interaction so you have mostly slovak colleagues you told mm-hmm. me around yeah and but your direct peers and customers are all around switzerland. europe switzerland switzerland mm-hmm. so you it, it's all internal it's all internal like uh, the guys in switzerland deal with the rest of the world sure but the customer per se is just seen in switzerland that's how we see it yeah so uh, that's what I've been doing right now, just managing. It can be fun, it can be frustrating sometimes, you know. <laughs> but that's, I don't know, like, uh, that's just one thing. I Honestly, I even even kind of funny, it's, I never really, I always thought, if I tell you what I do at Siemens, you're going to fall asleep. Like, it's so boring, because it's so corporate world. It's not like... Um, I mean, you know, coming from what I see, I see like, oh, if you're doing marketing, it's exciting because you got to be exciting. You have to motivate people. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of convince them. You know, it's not so easy. Um, come on. You're on uh, people are on the phone all the time. There's so much information coming to you right now. How do you stand out? How do, do people uh, who are like, let's give you an example, Instagram, they're like scrolling, scrolling on pictures. And what makes them stop on your picture? What makes them stop on your own? And that, to me, I find it fascinating. It's like you have to come up with, so you have to uh, be ingenious about mm-hmm. this, you know. Or sales too. It's like, how do you sell a product? How how do I convince you? Like you're you're having a coffee right now. How do I convince you to have my coffee instead of yours? You know, it's like to all those parts. To me, it sounds more exciting. I've been doing programming since two thousand and one. That's seventeen years. Like I, I was getting tired of it, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, the idea now I, I have all the hobbies, small hobbies, I try to do all the projects, so yeah, it's it keeps me busy mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And uh, but then you you leave your office, mm-hmm. right? You go back to your home and you also have uh, quite interesting activities and hobby, right, as a private citizen. What's what are your how do you spend your time that oh, you when you're not in Siemens? Ah, actually, let's say, um, no, okay, so even before uh, before even Siemens and all that, uh, so what happened uh, to start with, how did I, I, I manage now internations, you know, I, I work, uh, I am the ambassador for International Bratislava, but this started also in 2012. Okay. And this is my biggest hobby, let's say, or, 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 or thing that I do outside of work, but basically it was the same, it was, um, internations just, again, it's, it's a group of people. It's just organi- organizing events to meet people, to socialize, you know, to make friends. That really comes down to it at the end. And um, the, the thing is, was this group existed before I even arrived. They were in Bratislava since 2007. And uh, just many people tried to organize events and they got tired. They got tired and, and nothing was happening. And then around that time, people were complaining. Everybody complains. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> you probably heard this. What, what, what is the, there was this joke, they, they probably still have, was 
What is the nicest thing about living in Bratislava? That it's very close to Vienna. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and that really like annoyed the, the, me. The, the grass of a neighbor is always green. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You know, so that always so annoyed me because it was, and, and to be honest, I probably go to Vienna maybe once every year. I, I really don't go to Vienna. It's just I have everything here in Bratislava. Mm-hmm. Right? But, yeah, many people complain of this. There's nothing to do. Everything is in Slovak. Uh, what is happening, you know, it's so boring, blah, blah, blah. And, and then people start like, like I said, people, a lot of people can tend to complain, but don't do anything about it. And you're always like, guys, come on, if, if you want to do something, if, you, if you're saying that there's nothing to do, let's do something, right? But then everybody's like, hey, I'm tired, or I have so much work to do. I'm like, it Sounds just drove reasonable. me nuts, you know? <laughs> so... I was like, at one point I was like, fine, whatever. Look, listen, I will start organizing because nobody else wants to. And uh, I organized the first internations at that point. Ten people came. I was like, wow, you know, ten people. And uh, now, normally we average about 100 people coming. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we have bigger events, then we do even more people. But yeah, it started like that, you know. And then... Then it was like every month, just organize one a month, once a month. And the idea is always trying to do it in different venues, try different places. Um, you know, it was always about like, hey, let's meet up with friends, have a nice time to meet with friends. Um, nice, but again, just after many years of doing this, as I was telling you, it, you come to a realization it's, uh, or, or actually internations became after all these years into... It's actually the introduction to Bratislava. Mm-hmm. I want to call it that way. Like, if you're new in Bratislava, you will find us and, and you will come to the events and you will meet people. But, you know, after a while, you you make friends, you know the people, and then you just start, okay, you know, I found the people that I like to do what I do. You know, you find your own hobbies. Let's go to the bar. So it's always like this. It's always people come to Bratislava a lot who are new. But then after a while, they stop coming because then they have their own friends, their own things. and So it's a good way to, to start. So if yeah. for foreigners yeah, that yeah. they have nobody and they come with a couple of luggage and mm-hmm. looking for opportunities, yeah, you would it, suggest like get into international mm-hmm. one of these kind of groups so you can meet more people yeah. and move along. Exactly. I, one thing I was always proud of was that when I uh, was managing internations, when I started was we had 800 members mm-hmm. and we're close to... We're over 4,000, actually, yeah. And what's the main communication? Uh, just the website, okay. internations.org. Yeah. So then you mailing list? You, mm-hmm. you get in touch yeah, with yeah. everyone? Exactly. Uh, do, you, do you think that also, I mean, what, what the, the main, let's say, customers of intervention are foreigners, mm-hmm. right? No. Actually, that was a funny thing. I, okay. I, I like to, I started doing metrics about this some years ago, and I realized, actually, we're almost 50-50. Fifty uh, percent Slovaks, fifty percent foreigners, because but the the Slovaks that come to us are are the ones who have lived overseas, you know, so uh, they are the ones who came back to Slovakia and then they're like, well, I miss speaking English, I miss talking to people from different cultures, different uh, countries, mm-hmm. because you know they're they're back with their families or or they're working in a company. Everybody's Slovak, so mm. yeah, we really have so many a lot of them, a lot of Slovaks who are like this, you know. Uh, the main thing really is uh, the events are done in English, so that's the only challenge, let's say. If you don't speak English, then you're probably going to have a hard time. But And then maybe because of at my age, you know, I'm, well, I'm 40 right now, but the the events that we organize and all that, I as I told you, you know, like I like 
I don't like to do things because the the benefit, like oh, you know, there's a money benefit on this or on making events. There, there really isn't. I mean, my God, <laughs> don't don't even try to to make events for money in this. Um, so then I, I came to the realization. It's like okay, I'm gonna do it because I like it. I'm gonna do events that I like to do. So like I said, for my age and all that, then the kind of venues we go to and all that, they're more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who is in university and all that, they probably want more parties, more something more active and crazy. Mm-hmm. We're probably not like that, you know. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to be very bored with us. But so my the, the people that tend to come to my events are over 30. So over 30, you speak English, they, they're probably the people that come, yeah. And do you, do you think also people, because I'm... One thing is who has nobody to meet, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And wants to find uh, other people, so that that could be the first point. The second point is maybe Slovak, as you said, that are that were living foreign countries, so they want to speak English. What about those um, mixed uh, experiences like yours, for example, with a foreigner as a husband or wife or partner and a Slovak yeah. from the other side. Do you think also in this case there is yeah, absolutely. people absolutely. are coming? Yeah, like I said, but they come They come at the beginning. You know, it's like uh, if they're couples, like I say, in my case, who just moved into Slova- uh, in Bratislava, who just started to live in Bratislava, they will come. They do. But you know, like I said, then after a while they meet other couples, they have their own friends. So it's, it's always like that. So... Uh, uh, sometimes that's that's one of the kind of things um, people tend to not complain but say all the time is if you come to my events every month you will make friends you will see people hey I remember you how you doing and all that if you skip like one or two of my events you come back again it'll be completely different people and sometimes for you it's like imagine you have to do it over and over mm-hmm. again introduce to everybody tell where you're from blah 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 it, you get tired of it you know <laughs> It's like, oh, come on, why do I have to do it over? So, What did you learn in these last years organizing events? What are the, from observing people and how they experience Slovakia when they come in? There's a type of person who really do good and those who will struggle. If you're the kind of person who is very social, I mean, if you, if you're the kind of person who, who you're thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to come to Bratislava, I'm from X country and people are going to really like be very interested in me and all that. The personality here in Slovakia and Bratislava, it's like people here leave you alone, you know, like you're not going to be like, oh, wow, you're, you're from another country, tell me what it is and all that. That's the feeling. It's like Slovaks will leave you alone. Slovaks will, will kind of like welcome you in a way that they accept you as, as part of, uh, as you're living here in Bratislava, if, if you can understand that. Um, you're not seeing as a tourist, you know. You're not seeing completely go away from here and all like that. They'll they'll just take you as you live here, blah blah blah. You should know Slovak, which is nice. A lot of people, from what I hear, also in other countries. Even when I was living in the states, I lived here for ten years, and I always felt like an outsider. Mm-hmm. You know, it always felt like, you know, I'm the foreigner. Hey, you're like this and like that. And here it's just like, I don't know. Like compared to Ecuador and all that, people are not that gossipy. Maybe in Bratislava, no. In maybe in villages, yes. But people live their lives. Whatever you're doing, you're doing. Nobody really gets involved into it. Nobody is really gossiping to it. So they you leave you alone. You feel at home as well. Right? Yeah, but but if you're the kind of person who then well, you know, I moved in Bratislava. I'm new here, so 
everybody should come and, and welcome me and, and give me this big welcome because, like, you know, I need help and all that. No, you know, you have to... This is, again, coming down to the point, it's like, if you have an issue or something, do something about it. The people who are who are motivated or people who who, do, who take the first step, okay, I'm new in this country, I'm new in the city, and now I'm going to go uh, to events, I'm going try to try to say hi to people, hi, you know, I'm from here, I'm from here, from there, you will do good. You will definitely do good. There will be uh, Slovaks who are interested in, in what you do, where you're from, and and they will invite you to do other things. Fine, yeah, that that works. But if you're just waiting for a Slovak to come and say, hey, let's go out for a beer, no, good, it's luck. Not happen. good luck with that. No, okay. it, it normally doesn't happen. So you do, you, do, do you feel that Slovan, Slovaks are kind of uh, closed in this or less open to, to socialize? What, mm, what do you think? Like that. I, I think they're just living their life. You know, I just, just live their lives and, hey, you know, if you approach me, I will be nice. But if you don't approach me, I'll let you live your life. I'm not going to bother you, you know. That's kind of the, the feeling I get. So... You have to bother them. So <laughs> Let's is say it different that. in Ecuador, for example, oh, from a God, Latin country? Yeah, they do. Oh, my God. Uh, my wife, when she arrived in Ecuador, the first year, I mean, I, it really annoyed me. For her, she, she didn't realize it. People stared. They, they would stare at her because she's so different, you know, mm-hmm. compared to, like, my color skin and mm-hmm. all. They would stare at her. Um, we would be, uh, when you enter a restaurant, everybody will be looking at you and all that. And I'm like... Dude, just eat, you know, like, <laughs> stop looking at us. Uh, it's just like people kind of like get into your business. That's kind of my feeling, you know. It's not that they really want to, but they're interested in what you do. But to me, it's like, please just let me live my life and all that. So that, that was the difference. Here, they do. But but you should start the small talk. Exactly. Right? Instead yeah, of yeah. They are not going to bother you. You should go bother them. Okay. <laughs> you should go say hi to them. And they will definitely say hi. They will be nice, but you have to make the first step. So people who do that, I, I found out that they, they do really good here. They they make good friendships and they have a good time. People who just spend time at home, you know, or like, oh, you know, I have so much work to do. I just go to work and then I go home. And then they complain because they don't know anybody. They don't know what's going on in the city. And they, oh, yeah, I, I had a, a, another girl, even from Ecuador. And this girl, every opportunity she had, every Saturday, or every weekend, mm-hmm. she would go to Vienna. And after a couple of months, she would complain about Bratislava. I'm like, well, what do you expect? You know, you're never here. You're not making friends. Uh, okay, so what, what do you think is going to happen? So that, that's, that's what I've come to learn a lot about this in events and all that. And finally also is um, I, have, I, I, like, I have this kind of rule to say, if you are new in Bratislava and you make it past three years, you're probably going to stay here long. Like, you're going to stay here for many, many years to come. But the so three-year... The, the it's Diego's there. law. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. There's a three-year mark. Okay. A lot of people, even if you think about it, after, at, at the three years, they're like, nope, I'm out. Goodbye, see you. I'm, uh, they needed something else. I actually know some folks that they didn't stay more than two. And yeah, left. yeah. You see. Exactly. It's, that it's really long. Make it past three. three, uh, three Make it past examples. three and then you're here. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, so but in our case, we are we are done. We've oh, been here for yeah. It, it's only a matter of time. Funny thing is, my wife wants to go back to Ecuador. Uh, any chance we have, if we can go back, she wants to go back. She loves it there. Mm-hmm. And we have the challenge. It's like I love it here so much. I want to stay here always. So maybe I don't know. Maybe in so many years down the road, then we'll probably go back to Ecuador again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so far no, no, no. It's great here. Did you have any? 
trouble living here from time to time, you know, due to, I don't know, color of your skin or, you know, from openness from people, you can feel the danger mm. of uh, unacceptance or anything like that? None, none at all, you know, and then that's, sometimes I, because my story doesn't fit every story, that's one thing I've come to learn a lot, I, I always, the first years that I was living here, I always wanted to say, no, it doesn't happen, no, there's nothing wrong, there's, there's no problems, there's nothing happening, it's so safe and all. But it's my story. It's what has happened to me. It doesn't mean that, that it happens to everybody. You know, that's, that's kind of like uh, at the end, the, the idea, you know. Most of the people that I know, most of the foreigners that I know, they never had any problems. They, they've been fine, perfect. Nobody bothers them. But yet you also hear stories about, you know, also on the news and all that things have happened. So, um, But, you know, it, it also at the end it happens everywhere. I mean, I... As I told you, in, when I was living in the States, that was a place where I felt the most, like, unwelcome. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't living in New York City, obviously. I was living in Pittsburgh at that time, so very much American. Um, but I was always the outsider. I was always the foreigner. Uh, um, yeah. That's surprising because the U.S. is built of foreigners mostly, right? Yeah, so. and maybe in Miami, maybe in the bigger cities. But, like, you know, I was living in a small city. And uh, really, they did not care. Mm-hmm. My God, they! You told them, "Yeah, I'm from Ecuador." Okay, good. And so what? What do you want me to do? Yeah, you know. <laughs> or other guys would be like, uh, "I'm from Ecuador." Oh, so how far is from Mexico? Yeah. And I was like, "Forget it." You know, like they just don't care. Well, here in Bratislava, my experience was people cared. People were interested. They wanted to know more about this, and and maybe you have seen it too, but was one thing that was very surprising is how much people are interested in the Latin culture. Mm-hmm. You know, music, language. It was uh, with a couple of friends of mine. We learned the hard way uh, not to be careful when you speak Spanish because people will understand. You know? about, yeah. 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 At, uh, in the States and all that, uh, in Pittsburgh, I would speak Spanish, and I know they don't know what I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> one time we were on the bus. We were being loud with some friends. And then the one guy in the bus starts talking Spanish to us yeah. again. And we're like, ah, crap. <laughs> Let's be careful. So, yeah, it's nice. It's nice, definitely, that people here like the culture. I know. Um, yeah. And, you know, also at the end, I'm, I'm a very positive person from life. So if, if something bad happened, if, if I ever felt wronged here mm-hmm. in Slovakia and all that, I don't remember it. It's gone by. You know, I only remember the good things, the good times. So, like I said, if maybe there was sometimes or something like that. So, you have basically also you, you heard more positive experiences Absolutely. than negative experiences Absolutely. overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it, it also depends who you compare to. What are you comparing to? You know, if uh, again, compared to Slovakia, to Germany, again, you know. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's it's better over there. But when you compare it to other countries, so let me let me get to you know Slovakia. If you would have a magic wand, for example, what would you transform from one day to another? You know what? Actually, what I would try, honest, funny enough, I would try to somehow stop the influence from other countries because what I tell you is this: uh, when I go to Uh, as a tourist, when you were a tourist, you know, I, I, when I went to Paris, to Madrid, to Vienna, and all that, it's like you find everything. I mean, you mm-hmm. want a Starbucks, there's a Starbucks. You want a McDonald's, there's a McDonald's. So 
uh, what comes down to is like when you travel to a country, you start seeing the same things everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, sure, there are like the Statue of Liberty in the mm-hmm. States or or in Paris, the Eiffel Tower and all that. But overall, people, I don't know, some tourists and all that, some people can get lazy and they, there's an expectation. You know, they expect to what they have in their country to have it in this country. Mm-hmm. And that actually I don't like. You know, it's like you're here, you, you are in Bratislava. It's different. You, um, uh, one thing I learned, I was also an exchange student mm-hmm. when I was in university. In, and one learned uh, the, one saying they always told us was, it's not good, it's not bad, it's just different. You know? And I like the difference of, of Bratislava. I like the, the culture here. I like, you know, in Easter when they go and, and they, they throw water at, mm-hmm. at the women and they do that. That's, that's a funny, that's, that's kind of like nice uh, thing they do here. They don't do any some other places, you know. So I like to keep the current traditions, the current, uh, the way people are here and all that. Uh, I don't know, when I go to even Vienna or other big cities, you see how much people are just on their phones all the time. There's just so much use in this. Or or when I was in the States, so many people are very much, um, it's all about buying, you know, buy, 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 buy. You mm-hmm. have to buy, you have to buy, you have to have a credit card, you have to do this. It's always about this buying mentality, you know. It doesn't matter if you don't have money, get a credit card, or oh, your neighbor has this car, you must have this other car. It, it's all very materialistic. And when I was here, you know, it was like, like the first four years that I was here, I didn't have a car, and I didn't need it, and it was fine, and and the buses are fine, and it's just such a simpler life than in other countries. So if I had a magic wand, I would try to keep it away from all the other influences. This kind of globalization. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's the main thing. I mean, I was so unhappy when I heard that Starbucks was coming here. Why? You know, it's like, why? We don't need it. People are like so happy about it. Why are you so happy? It's just more sugar on it, you know? There's so many nice, good cafes here, and maybe you can help promote them, you know, help motivate the small businesses here to grow. Why Why do we need Starbucks? You know, it's like, that's just... So, so perhaps what, what we need is more small businesses and little companies that grow and yeah. more startups. There you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, motivate more uh, locals, yeah. There you go. That that would be one of the things I would like to do because there is still a lot of uh, unhappiness with um, uh, with the local population. You know, with Slovaks, younger Slovaks, that mm-hmm. they're always moving. They're always going to another countries, and uh, maybe you lose that. You lose that those skills. You know. But talking about foreigners, do you know f- foreigners that came and started a business here, or mostly are like us in no, 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 big I, companies? Uh, thanks to internations, actually, you get to do a lot of this. You get to you get to meet a lot of people more who are uh, middle management, upper management, and and some people who are who run their own businesses. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's the kind of people that come to internations. So yeah, I know I know a bunch of them. Like I said, people who who have their restaurants. People who have their, like I was mentioning to you, kebab places own that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, you know, but it's it's a struggle. It's it's a challenge. It's not easy to start a business here. Do you think that you for a, for a foreigner is harder, or it's the same as for Slovak? Well, because everything's in Slovak, so good luck with that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it's like oh, I need this paper. I need this paperwork. Okay, well, good luck. 
So you need to deal with the bureaucracy at one point. Mm-hmm. Then depending on if you come from Germany or from Ecuador, maybe the, yeah. the, the bureaucracy might be simpler or harder, but mm-hmm. in Slovakia it's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's also very impressive. I mean, you have to say it, it's impressive because of there's the, the, the language barrier, it's the way, the culture, you know, it, this is a lot of times, as I tell you, people complain, well, this is how it's done in Slovakia. You cannot change it, you know. Like, why is this process this difficult? Why do I need this? I don't know if you know, there's another Italian, Saudo, Saudo Leonardi. Uh, uh, he he started his small business also. But we uh, invite him in the podcast, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's been here for years, too. He imports wine, Italian wine, and distributes it here to, to places. But, wow, talk about a, a person who can hustle. My God. Every time, every event you can imagine, everything. But yeah, like that. And he's doing fine, you know. Uh, his wines now are in, located in some of the restaurants here, some of the mm-hmm. bars. But yeah, he put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. And um, so you, you would you recommend a foreigner to start like you learning Slovak, having Slovak lessons? Because I, I, I know many that they just... Don't care, say, why should I learn Slovak, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's a pity because, you know, it will be the same with, with our languages. In your case, Italian or me, Spanish, too. It's um, You just know more about the culture. You know more about people when you can speak their own language, you know? Otherwise, you have a barrier. The English is this barrier, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, I can speak, I can communicate, but I cannot really express my feelings. If I am really happy or if I'm really upset, I, I immediately switch to Spanish, mm-hmm. you know? Probably you do, too. So uh, that, that's where your emotions are. So if I'm able to speak Slovak even a little bit, but there's a better connection with the other person. So I always recommend to learn some Slovak. Always. Uh, it's nice, too. I like it. For some reason, don't ask me why. I, I think it's kind of like a romantic language and all that. It, uh, I, I even like hearing it, hearing it when people speak Slovak. I'm like, ah, that's nice. <laughs> any, any favorite word in Slovak? <laughs> uh, oh, many. I don't I, uh, Hard, hard to think about right now. One, yeah, prosim because they sing it. Prosim, prosim, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what? How did you instead get accustomed with the Slovak cuisine and uh, the oh, food? Man, I love it. I it's one of my top favorites. Don't know why? I love every single. Uh, Except uh, when it comes to liver, anything liver, I just don't like it. So pechenka and all that. Uh, no, no thank you. But all other kind of foods, uh, starting from yeah, brinzovi, halushki, klobasa, you know, goulash, uh, palatsinkis. Yeah, and and I really like it that a lot of foods are like seasonal. You know, like summer will end and then you'll be goose season, then you will be a kapuznica season mm-hmm. during Christmas and all that. So I'm always looking forward to that. Now for me, it's this is the season for the Chapovana kofola and some langos. You know. But yeah, food I love. Slovak food is really one of my favorites. So, uh, which one would be the first one you would recommend to try? Ah, to try. When when tourists come here and all that, the try could be kind of klobasa. Start mm-hmm. with klobasa. Start with uh, like kuratsi perkelt, things like that. I never really recommend Prince uh, Halushki to mm-hmm. begin with because it's so heavy. You know, it's just uh, do it at your own risk. It's going to be very heavy. It's it's an acquired taste, if you wish. I mean, I love it so much, but the first time I tried it, I remember it was very heavy, you know. And if you're a tourist, you're here for a couple of days, you don't want to be just like <laughs> comatose, 
and dying. So yeah. In Kofola. Is there a co- similar to a Kofola in Ecuador? Uh, they call it kind of like in the States, there was a red, uh, no, red, no, Dr. Pepper. Similar to like Kofola? The, yeah, that was something similar. They, that's what they say, it tastes like similar to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it also was an acquired taste. When I first tried it, I was like, come on, no, Coca-Cola is better and all that. But now, a good Chapovana, especially when I draft Kofola, mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoy it. And do you do you still have uh, people that are coming from Ecuador to visit you from time to time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, almost when I when I was first here, before I had uh, we had children and all that, uh, I was going to Ecuador once a year to mm-hmm. visit my relatives. But now with my kids, the kids are still young, small, so it's my relatives who come visit. So every once a year, like this year, my sister, and my father came to visit. You know, I also have a lot of friends from states or all that that they come visit so yeah. and what is the tour uh, you prepare for them oh when they come? I, you know what actually that's that's an interesting one too because it's one of my projects that i i came uh, i came to create since last year it's called bratislava experience okay because of that because i i realized that you know I, as I told you, just just like why do I create events? Why do I make events? It's just to show people, you know, there are nice people. There are nice people who live here, foreigners and Slovaks, but you have to find them. So events are a way to find them. And also because, as I was saying, Bratislava is nice, but you need to know it. Many events or are in Slovak you don't know or you don't know where to find the next event. Like this weekend, a lot of people don't know what's happening and there may be a big event. So it's hard. It's hard to find information. And coming to that point, it came to me that I saw when I was walking in Old Town and all that, there's just this particular round that people do. Like, Or I started looking on, to like on TripAdvisor and people would say, yeah, Bratislava is okay for like an afternoon. Mm-hmm. You don't need it anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why? Are you kidding me? Like, there's a lot of things you need to see, but you just don't know about it. So I created this kind of like uh, tour agency. It's called Bratislava Experience. So this is why I do tours and for people and all that. So but it lasts more than an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. How long and, is it then? And uh, I, I came to actually, what you were saying was, I came to the perfect tour, let's say. It would be like, okay, you have to be smart how to do it because you were going to get tired. Um the way it would be, first of all, it's um, in the morning, take the, one of the free tours that they offer in the city. They will show you everything about Old Town and all that, two hours done. After that, uh, take a taxi and go to uh, to Coliba, mm-hmm. to, uh, I forget now the name of the restaurant, Elevation, Elevation Restaurant, I think it's called. You know, the one yeah. right here on top of the mountain, yeah? So, so from there you can see as exactly well altitude there. altitude restaurant now yes correct so from there you can see the whole uh, Bratislava just beautiful view and all that and then after that come on down but not having a lushki right so trying no, to exactly <laughs> avoid that one um, yeah after you have lunch then come on down uh, have a nice snack for a little bit or or just uh, relax by one of the cafes and then they, there is another um, there's another group called Authentic Slovakia okay. I don't know if you heard of them they do what it's called a communist tour. So sign up with them, and basically they take you in one of these old uh, vans, uh, Škoda vans, 
and they take you around Petrushalka and they take you about really like uh, very distinctive places of, of Bratislava and they're really good they, they're really good at explaining about the history of it okay so now you'll also get to learn about the, the communist times and all that here and then after that come back then go to like flagship one of the uh, the, the one well known restaurants here in the city have a nice dinner and then after that go to like Casey Dunai because you know it's also like it's one of the hidden places that nobody really knows and there you have you have one day where you've seen a lot of Bratislava and stuff that probably a lot of tourists have never seen and still there is a, a kind of intensive it's program, very intensive right? yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can oh, even delay it in two days or have you could much do it more too, relaxed yeah. yeah but yeah that that would be the perfect tour I, I, I do it to a lot of my friends when they come visit you really get to cool. see everything And would you do you also go outside Bratislava to to just go in some particular location you like? Well, the my most? my wife's family they're from Novisamki, mm-hmm. so we go every other week to visit them. Yeah, so that's that's usually what I do the most. Yeah, before before kids again <laughs> before kids it was more traveling. Now now it's just more relaxed. But before yeah we would go to Kosice, we would go Poprad and all that. So you, you, you traveled around Slovakia. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So I've been to Slovakia a lot to a lot of places, but that was a lot more before kids came now it's a lot of going to parks to children's entertainment yeah and um, if you come because that's something as well I noticed there is a different kind of life from a family perspective Mm -hmm. if you have kids right there are some countries where there are more facilities for kids and things to do and some countries where it's a bit less considered I don't know if you have a similar comparison between your home country and this one Exactly. Uh, here, they have so many things. There are so many things for kids. So many things you can do, you know, uh, activities. Oh, I mean, what do I say? There's, you know, there are many malls here. There are many shopping malls. Each one of them has a children's area, Dietzki Kutiks for them, you know. Um, you have the zoo, you have, uh, now you have the Magyo Plage, you have the lakes. So here, there's a lot, a lot of things you can do for, for children. But compared to my city, compared to Ecuador, Wow, no, no, no. Even baby food, it was like just only one kind chicken. That's mm-hmm. all you could get. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for, for kids, for really small kids, probably even my country is not that good. You know, you won't, you won't get to do a lot of things. As they grow older, then there's more things to do. But you have to be, it's not that safe. Cars will not stop. They will not respect the, just the pedestrians and all that. So, yeah. From my point of view, there's a lot of things you can do here with families. Do you miss anything from from Ecuador now? No, I do not. Nothing at all. It's funny, no, I don't. Uh, but it, it again, it's more like personal wise. You know, it's my personality. I I try to to feel good wherever I am. So when I was in the states, also I was fine living there. When I was in Ecuador, I was fine, and I'm here. I'm also fine. So it's never. Nothing that oh I miss I miss something going there and all that, not really. Yeah. Are you a Slovak citizen already? Mm, I need to be. Not I need to be, but I like it's I, I could have done it. It's I I just personally feel that my Slovak is not that great to pass the test. That's it. That that that, it. that bloody test. Right? That is it. Yeah. Because it's some history and you have to read an article and explain what the article was and it's just personally I don't think I am. But yeah, I, I want to do it. I feel also if I have the citizenship, 
then I am proving to myself that I can speak Slovak because I had. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully someday I, I'll, I'll get to do that. Yeah. Okay. And th- there are some successful stories, you know, of foreigners that managed to, yeah, to pass Yeah, yeah. It. I know. I know a lot. And in, I don't know, maybe, also you, I don't know if you agree with this or not. I've noticed that women have a better time at learning languages than men. Mm-hmm. I know many more women who are really, really good at Slovak, learn Slovak pretty fast compared to us guys. Okay. You know, don't know. So I know even from girls from Ecuador who took the test and all that, fine. So it's um, one of your interests to, to, to be Slovak at some point, right? So yeah. To, to yeah, at this yeah, point yeah, for sure. For useful. sure. Yeah. I would like to. Cool. So is there um, anything in particular you would like to to share that we didn't talk about something that uh, you think that would be important about you about me wow i just uh, your experience yeah uh just i don't know like uh my experience here in bratislava and all that I, as i mentioned it, it's been just great i really like it you get to meet so many interesting people um it's if you really think about it if you analyze it that you should consider that it's a small city that you get to meet you you have a chance to meet everybody you have i don't i mean even meeting you today if you were in berlin with so many people what would be the chance you know yeah. it's so much difficult people are just in their own communities and all that and here i've just met people from different parts of the world uh, different industries too like i said uh, small business owners to like people in different corporations and all that you know ibm hp yeah. dell and all that but uh, also i've i've got the chance that because of internationals all that all that, last year uh, i got to attend to a couple of uh, embassy events and all that so i also got to meet many different diplomats china the russia malaysia mm-hmm. but again it was like if i was living in another city there's no chance like, even vienna how could i meet them you know so it's always i i, I like this it's it's a great experience you can if you give it a chance, if you put some a little effort, the city would be very fun, very fun for you. Uh, if somebody would like to get in touch with you or they're interested in, uh, uh, you know, to more information or your mm-hmm. activities, where what, what is their website or anything? Well, always uh, we have the Facebook web uh, Facebook pages. Uh, one is called the uh, Internations Bratislava, and also the other one I created. Well, I, I also manage is a group Facebook group called Things to Do in Bratislava. Okay, so. Yeah, through them, you know, you can always reach out to me and like I say we organize events, international events every month. We do two actually. I organize a quiz night. So we do quizzes. That's one of the popular ones. That's actually even 65% are Slovaks. They come. Quiz about Slovakia? No, no, no. It's just quiz. We do movies, oh, okay. uh, music, uh, general questions and all that. They're very, very popular. We get on average also about 100 people every month coming. It's. I. I really think, I'm. I'm one of the biggest uh, quiz night events in the city. I think that, and, and that's that was pretty nice. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and yeah. So I do that, and then we also do international events. In quiz night, like uh, quiz night. So what do I say? It's about teams of four people, and we just go. We go to. I don't know if you know of this place, Seleni Strom. Uh, restaurant in Bayovhodna. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so nice restaurant. It's not that expensive. It's got a huge screen. So then you just like come with your friends or, or we find you people to do teams. And then you just spend a night. It's like a dinner and a movie, dinner and a show. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. 
So to meet other people at the same time, yeah, right? exactly. And we make it a lot of fun. So it's if you don't have a team, you can have a team formed in that yeah, place? exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And for that, uh, you can meet also, there's uh, either in Internations Bratislava, we post it, or I have also another page called expatska, uh, expatska.com. Mm -hmm. And there you can also find out information about Quiz Night and all that. If I ever have some time in my life, I would like to see Expat Ska as a, as a website where I can post more articles of like what to do. You know, there's so many questions. People want to know where to find things. You know, where's a plumber in the city or, or what stores are open during a holiday, things like that. I, I, I would like to have some kind of informative website, but it's just time. <laughs> Right now, time is... I have not enough time to do all the things I want to do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, particularly also the little services or that you need in your home oh, and so on. It, it's probably things, the yeah. hardest thing for a foreigner to find out. Yeah, right? exactly. Any, Electrician, anything that plumber, and so on. Yeah. There you go. Anything that is uh, that deals with, with handwork and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, one funny anecdote, anecdote was this. was I was talking to a friend of mine with how difficult it is to find a plumber electrician that speaks English and a friend of mine he's Slovak he's like, you know why all the good ones left <laughs> because they get more money somewhere else which is true you know so or, they just don't, or the ones, don't the ones that speak English left speak English, yeah. yeah there you go the ones that speak English left because they can make more money somewhere else so yeah that, that's kind of one of one of the main reasons why it's so difficult to find yeah cleaning services for that or transportation a little bit but yeah Anything related to to construction or plumbing or that? Good luck. Difficult. So I wanna I wanna try to improve. I wanna try to help out people with this. Find out what are the most common questions people mm -hmm. have about what to do in Bratislava or what to find, and maybe have some articles there that helps people out. Cool. So that's that's my short-term goal so good luck with that i yeah. will post all the all the links in the when i post this podcast so people can click there, there you go and get that way it. too so, mm -hmm. and uh yeah thank you so much for the conversation all right thank you appreciate it thank you everyone for listening to my slovak experience see you at the next interview till then have fun share and enjoy